if the right words can influence someone's decision in your favor, how much are those words worth? If you buy and sell cars for a profit, or you want to, you're in the right place. This is the Flipping Genius Podcast. I am your host, Randy Lee. I've been flipping cars most of my life, despite having almost zero mechanical skill. For the past dozen years or so, I've been a licensed used car dealer in the great state of Alabama. No matter what the topic, the number one goal of this podcast is to help our listeners make more money. Let's get to it, flippers. Welcome. Welcome to episode 62 of the Flipping Genius Podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts, and now also available on the Flipping Genius YouTube channel. Yep, we're videoing this thing too, so I'm excited about that. And I'm really excited about this YouTube channel because it's it's got a, a whole different definition. We've got a new series being rolled out right now about actual flips, actual hands-on deals because on video, I can show you some things. Now, the podcast, of course, I'm just sitting here looking pretty, but during the uh, during these these uh, uh, other YouTube channel rollouts, we're going to have shorter videos with actual deals that are being made and, and things that are being done. Right now, as a matter of fact, I've got a 1997 Nissan Maxima that I picked up last Sunday, as a matter of fact. Um, it's a real live three-hour flip, you know, the three-hour car flip, just like our, our buddy Jeremy Fisher talks about. I, it, I just, This is big fun. I bought this thing for 320 bucks. I watched the video. I'll tell you how it got to be 320 and not 300 I've invested $6 into this deal. Uh, that, that's touch-up paint uh, from a place called Dirt Cheap and uh, a spray car wash. That's what I spent on it, 326 is the total I've got into this baby. And less than three hours between buying it, transporting it, prepping the thing, and, and then dropping it off at the public auction for tonight's sale. Uh, today's Tuesday. I bought it on Sunday, so Tuesday. Because uh, naturally, I bought I bought it from an individual, got the title on the spot, and uh, I posted it on Facebook so that everybody would know it was at the auction. And it looks like it's going to sell before uh, the auction tonight. I I, I said. The first twelve hundred bucks gets it. So basically, uh, the fact that I've got three people have already said that they want to buy it before the auction because they're probably afraid in this this climate right now. If if you're listening later on, uh, today is March twenty third, two thousand twenty one, and we are in the midst of a of a buying frenzy really in the car business because. Uh, people have this uh, stimulus money that they got. They got their tax money that's coming in. So cars are at a shortage. I may be cutting myself off by asking twelve hundred, but hey, I only paid three hundred bucks for it plus the twenty plus the six. So I'm gonna more than triple my money in less than three hours, just like just like Jeremy Fisher says we can do in the three hour flip academy you can hear jeremy i think he's on episode 42 and you can see him on our on our website on the resources page great material and i love that that i'm able to prove that this is really true you can really do this hey i, I want to say thank you to all of you listeners and i want to especially say thank you to the, the ones of you who have joined our car flipping forum um 
we're, we're every day we're sharing ideas and questions and experiences and videos now. Um, and it, it's going to grow. It's, it's just getting started. I don't want to oversell this thing, but it is going to get big because we're going to keep it pure. We're going to pe- keep it right. You come on and you share what you know. You ask what you don't. And other people are going to step in and help. And that's the whole idea. Let's help each other make money, right? It's free. It's free. Just just either search Flipping Genius under groups on Facebook and you'll see the car flipping forum among all the, the car groups that we have all around the country. Or go to FlippingGenius.com. That's F-L-I-P-P-I-N-G-E-N-I-U-S.com and click on the button there and you can join and I really, really, really want to thank all of you guys who have become Flipping Team members. Uh, super important because when you do, you help keep the Flipping Genius thing going. It does cost you a couple bucks, but it's well worth it. I mean, you immediately get into our Flipping Rewards program, uh, and, and we send you about $250 worth of business-related gifts that will help you make more money right out of the chute. And and that's the whole the goal of this whole thing, right? Is to make more money. So, oh, and by the way, this month our team members are getting a super bonus video link that that I'm going to tell you about after our interview today. I mean, seriously, this thing is is awesome. I'm so proud of it, and I'm proud of the package we send you anyway. But uh, I'll tell you more about that later. Um, now, you guys know I've talked about teams before. And I, I want to mention, you know, as I've said it, in the introduction, even I'm not mechanical. So I have a fantastic mechanical team at Dennis Johnson Auto here in Madison, Alabama, that helped me from making mistakes. Uh, helped me buy the right thing, keep the right thing, sell the stuff that I need to sell at auction. Um, by the way, this little Nissan that we've got cooking is, is a great little car. It's just it's just kind of ugly. Um, you'll see videos on it though. I, I don't mean to go backwards, but I'm excited about that too. Um, and I, I'm an old school sales guy. And so part of my team is, is to get new sales and marketing coaches, new school sales and marketing coaches on board that, that help me modernize my old fashioned approach. And, and today, the reason I'm telling you all this is my guest today in her field, she is a genius, and I'm I'm so delighted to be able to share this conversation today. Rachel Eubanks produces a podcast that I do not miss an episode of because it makes me money. Uh, she's got a, a a podcast called Inspire to Engage, and and seriously, every week I listen to Rachel's podcast, and and she also is a fantastic consultant. And you know where Dennis and the guys use wrenches and computers to get my vehicles right. Rachel uses a whole other set of tools that oftentimes are even more important in this flipping business. When we get back from this short break, I get to introduce Rachel to all you flippers. My dad used to say, why reinvent the wheel? He meant, if it's done right, there's no reason to redo it. And that was my first thought when I saw Jeremy Fisher's digital video training course and text, Three-Hour Flip and Three-Hour Flip Academy. Jeremy Fisher is a longtime successful car flipper and a tremendous communicator with over 2 million downloads of his materials online already. 
In Three Hour Car Flip Academy, Jeremy walks you through car flipping from how to find deals, how to analyze deals, how to maximize your profitability, how to market and sell your vehicles, and then how to build on your success. Like I've said before, Jeremy Fisher has built his course right. So why reinvent the wheel? When Jeremy visited with me on episode 42 of Flipping Genius, he agreed to allow our listeners to get lifetime access to his digital training, 3-Hour Flip Academy, with a copy of the 3-Hour Flip e-text for just $49. That's a one-time fee of less than 50 bucks. Frankly, you ought to make 10 times that amount from your very first flip. Go to our website to get this special deal. Visit www.flippinggenius.com with one G, Flippin' Genius, and click on the Resources tab at the top of the page. Then click on the More Great Stuff tab on our Resources page, and it'll take you to Jeremy's $49 deal. Now, if that's more clicks than you want to make, or if you have a question, just send an email to me at flippingquestions at gmail.com, and I'll get you an answer and a direct link to 3-Hour Flip Academy. Hey, Rachel Eubanks specializes in words that will improve your life or your business. Whether it's strengthening your reputation or presenting your product in the best light, words can help you put your best foot forward. Rachel is a professional copywriter, a consultant, and the host of one of my favorite podcasts, Inspire to Engage. Hey, welcome to the Flipping Genius Podcast, Rachel. I am so happy to be here, Randy. I'm not kidding. I admire you so much. And you are such a good cheerleader to me and to so many other people that honestly, it's an honor to be here to talk to you. And I've heard you talk a lot about your audience. And so I'm excited to get a chance to share a little bit with them as well. So thank you so much for having me. And thank you for being what Randy left out is, is that we're good friends in real life, that we're really business friends in real life. And so I appreciate, I appreciate that. And that probably means more than, um, you know, than anything that being on this podcast business-wise, I appreciate him personally too. So thank you, Randy. Thanks. That's, that's very, very nice. I, I, uh, I try to leave out some of the things that are in my head because when they come out of my mouth, <laughs> Then, 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 well, I'll be here for 24 hours because I, I've got too much stuff up in here. Um, hey, uh, uh, yeah, talking about the audience, the, the, the flipping genius audience is really, it's growing for one thing. And it's interesting mm-hmm. because they range from in experience from, from licensed used car dealers and, and, and flippers who are doing wholesale deals. I, I've got a guy who listens to us religiously in Texas who's flipped over 30,000 cars in his career. Wow. And then wow. we've got guys who are, are are still afraid to raise their hand at an auction, which is good. Mm-hmm. Don't raise your hand unless you know what you're buying. But we've got everybody in between, and it's and it's exciting. But despite all, you know, the oil and the dirt and the paint and the the money involved in the car business, one of the most important tools that we all use is our words. Mm-hmm. Um, words persuade. They inspire. My wife says they agitate. And. Uh, <laughs> So can, can you, this is the words are, are your plaything. This is what you mm-hmm. do. So tell us, how did you get there? What, what qualifies you uniquely to help us with, with our words? 
I, first of all, I started out as a teacher. I was a public school teacher for 13 years. And I tell anybody that's willing to listen to my story, <laughs> teaching is marketing mm -hmm. all the time, all day, every day. And so I started out as a public school teacher. And in fact, I love school so much. I love teaching it and being in it that I actually have a master's in English and I have a doctorate in instructional leadership. Wow. So the second thing that I tell people is, I have written a lot in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. And what happened was I came home to be with my boys. They were four and two. And my husband, and I both looked at each other and said that, and said that I wanted to be home more. Mm -hmm. And we both agreed on that. And so I came home and what I realized, Randy, though, was that teaching was extremely creative. I didn't realize that I was using that as my creative outlet until I came home. And I was no longer teaching. And I started looking around for something that allowed me to still be creative mm -hmm. and to still be with my boys. Mm -hmm. And slowly but surely, I discovered writing and I started pitching to some local companies that I liked and wanted to work for. And sure enough, they took me up on it. Mm -hmm. And so ever since then, I've been writing for businesses. I've been learning from other copywriters so that I can talk to other business owners and that I can actually do the writing for them. Mm -hmm. So that they speak to their customers' pain points, to their objections that they have, and do it with honesty, do it through entertainment. Mm -hmm. That's what copywriting is, mm -hmm. um, is the biggest difference. And this is something I push back against. Copywriting requires for you to really look at the customer's perspective mm -hmm. and Randy, you and I both know as business owners, that can get to be very hard. A lot of times what we do as business owners, is we come rushing in with a piece of content and we're speaking at, we're speaking about it from a business owner's standpoint, mm -hmm. not what the customer actually cares about. Mm -hmm. And so that's where a good copywriter, they dig deep to figure out what your customer wants and how your product fits into what it is that they need in their life. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I came to be a copywriter is that I have written academically for years mm -hmm. and copywriting is a good mixture of research, which is, acad which is academic and a mixture of psychology and entertainment. Mm -hmm. That's how I came to be a copywriter. Mm -hmm. Now you mentioned something there that I always, it's like a buzzword that I hear I'm, I'm old. So the buzzwords are all new now. Pain points. You said pain mm. points. And, and, and I, I think you, you, kind of explained it already because you're talking about talking to the customer at where the customer is at but but that's that seems to be the target that I hear from all these coaches I'm mm -hmm. talking to is find their pain point can you can you explain a little bit more of what that means and how it might translate to those of us who are trying to flip cars we're trying to buy cars we're trying to sell them okay I'm gonna do the best I can because I'm not a car flipper so you just interject if you need to but I agree with you. That's a buzzword. And I'm glad that you wanted to talk about that phrase for a second. Mm -hmm. What happens a lot of times, I'm going to pretend like I'm a car flipper. So once again, <laughs> I apologize, everybody, but I'm going to pretend that I have, let's say five cars that I'm wanting to get out of my garage or get off my lot. And I send an email that says something like, Hey, I've got five cars. Would love for you guys to buy these. You know, I send it to my list of three or 400 people who've bought for me in the past or have shown interest somehow. Okay, so that is an example of where we're coming at it from a business standpoint. I've mm -hmm. got four, four car, five cars and I want them gone because I want to get more on my lot. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. That is the I, I, I. But if you send something differently that says, are you looking for a car with low mileage? Mm -hmm. Now you're talking to what you know customers are looking for. Mm -hmm. Or are you, or you could send something that says, hey, are you looking for cars that have never been wrecked? Mm -hmm. I've got two on my lot right now. Mm -hmm. So now you're talking to the pain points. You're talking to what customers come to you and say, hey, I need a low mileage car or I need a, you know, maybe it's a car that they're going to use for business and run the wheels off of it. So they want it to be low mileage mm -hmm. and cheap because they're going to go run it, run it to death too. Mm -hmm. um, or in the past, they've come to you and said, let me tell you something. Someone's done me dirty in the past and, and sold me a car that had been wrecked three times. Do you know how much money we end up putting into that thing to keep it running? I don't want that anymore. Mm -hmm. So when you have conversations like that with your customers, you are listening in to the language that they're using mm -hmm. and you're listening into, let's go back to that buzzword, their pain points, mm -hmm. what they're concerned about. And then you use that in your copy. Mm -hmm. And it really comes from that standpoint of being service minded. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong as a business owner. I'm, I'm going to tell, say this flat out as business owners, we've got to want to make money. Otherwise we don't have a business. We have a hobby. Right. I'm preaching to myself here, but I'm <laughs> preaching to anybody else that's willing to listen to. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm not saying that as a business owner, it is not right to have that mindset of I've got to get these cars off my lot. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that mindset. Mm -hmm. Where we go wrong as business owners is using that mindset mm -hmm. to write and speak to our customers. Cause I'm just going to be honest, your customers don't care that you've got five cars on right. your lot. They care if you've got a car, that's low mileage, mm -hmm. or they care that you have a car that hasn't mm -hmm. been wrecked 14 times. Mm -hmm. That's how you, that's the difference. And that's what I mean by you speak to their pain points. What is it that they're looking for? And then you speak to that. Mm -hmm. And um, that can be hard to do. And mm -hmm. that comes with practice. But the first thing I suggest to everybody is that you number one, mindful of it. Mm -hmm. If you are mindful of the fact that good copy comes from a customer standpoint, and not a business owner standpoint, mm -hmm. you will be better right away, mm -hmm. right away. And then other, and the second thing is it just takes practice. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you do, you just have to write and speak mm -hmm. and be mindful about it as you do. That's, that's really, that's great stuff. I, I, I love it. Rachel mentioned that, that, that we're business friends and, and we belong to a mastermind group. And I, I, I call it the ladies group because it just happens to be all beautiful women and me. And, and uh, I've even written a little theme song for them. But uh, uh, it, it's so fun because I, I get to talk to them every couple of weeks and listen to they they all think differently than I do. And I and, and I, I think I bring some to the table because I think I think differently than everybody. I think exactly. So it's 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 fun. Now, I'm going to I want to talk about teamwork a little bit later, but one thing before I, I jump ahead, because my brain only works one step at a time. Um, I, I just heard, I, I was talking to Randy Jones uh, a couple times this week. Randy Randy is the director of the, the Alabama Independent Auto Dealers Association. And he's just this wealth of information. Every time I talk to him, I get smarter. And he was talking about a couple things that kind of relate to this. Um, like one of the things is, is when... We sell a car. We have to give a report to the, the person as a licensed dealer. Now, if you're not a licensed mm -hmm. dealer, you don't necessarily have to follow any rules, but that's a whole different story. Um, but we mm -hmm. give a report that shows if there's any outstanding uh, recalls on the vehicle and and uh, they can get them fixed for free. Um, 
and sometimes I'll get them fixed if I'm selling a more expensive car. But mm -hmm. if I'm selling a car for eighteen hundred bucks, I'll just give them the thing and say there's three outstanding recalls. Take up the Honda and get them fixed if you want to. That's that's kind of my approach. Um, yeah. And and but Randy said number one, a lot of dealers don't even realize that they're supposed to do that. So we all need to know that that's a mm. rule. But way we turn that into a sale, a, a future sale, is seven months down the road we run monthly reports. And we find that that uh, 2005 Honda that we sold seven months ago just have a, a recall pop up on their airbag. Mm. And we, we call them or we send them a note and saying, hey, I just realized we, you bought this car from us seven months ago. Honda just did a recall. They'll fix it for you for free. Just wanted to make you aware of it. Um, I, I loved it because I instantly I'm smart enough to realize that, that the customer is going to see this as a service. It's a service. service. Exactly. And that's where sales comes from. The sales are going to come from the fact that this person recognizes that you care. Now, I don't care mm -hmm. that you're doing it for perfect, you know, purely from a selfish reason. If that's really what you're doing, you're saying, aha, I'll be, I'll be nice. And when I get nice, mm -hmm. I make money. That's fine if that's how you do it. But the fact is you are being nice and you're, you're reaching them where they are, like Rachel said. And, and it's mm -hmm. a great thing. Here's another little tip that I picked up from Randy. Um, you know, out of college, I sold life insurance. That was the first thing I did. And I always say, if you can sell life insurance and advertising, you can sell anything. So I don't even, <laughs> yes. and I don't even try to sell cars or real estate. It sells itself. I just, I just get out of the way and let it do it, do its job. Um, but one of the things we always did is we sent birthday cards out. You know, you get your, mm -hmm. I still get birthday cards from my life insurance guy. And, and the thing that he does wrong, well, he can't, he couldn't do this, but uh, the thing that I always did wrong too, is I always sent that birthday card to their house. And Randy said, don't sell it, send it to their house. Everybody at their house knows it's their birthday. Send it to their work. And mm. whoever gets the mail now is going to say, hey, this looks like a birthday card. And maybe they'll call him up front and say, hey, Johnny, you got to you come, please come up in the front and see the boss. And because he doesn't get that mail at work all the time. And he hands him that card. He opens it up. It's his birthday. And who sent you the birthday card? This card, this car dealer I bought that old Chevy from. Is he a good guy? Next thing you know, you got you got uh, referrals coming in from that. So uh, this is a couple of sneaky little ideas I, I picked up today, and uh, I, I thought they kind of relate to what you're what you're talking about. Um, they do, and I want to I want to interject because you're you're speaking to a point that's so important mm -hmm. in communication. So it goes a little bit beyond copywriting, but mm -hmm. is the most the best customers. The where you get the wealth of your future customers comes from treating your existing customers well, Amen. because I'm telling you, if a good if your best friend says go to Randy and buy a car there, mm -hmm. you are going to go to Randy mm -hmm. nine, ten, nine times out of 10 compared to seeing an ad on Facebook, which may yeah. take you 35 times to see an ad on Facebook mm -hmm. or 70 before you actually click on that ad or do anything. So yeah. you're right, taking care of your existing customers and coming at it with a service mindset. Mm -hmm. And like you said, most people are going to know that you still want to sell them a car in the future. But mm -hmm. in the end, if you still, if you do the, treat them well, they don't care. They're going mm -hmm. to gladly hand the money over to you mm -hmm. when they look for their next car in a year and a half. Hey, thanks for listening. And I want you to consider becoming a Flipping Team member. And when you do, we will share with you a startup kit 
that is valued at $250 or more. And each month, you'll get our Flipping Team Member Success Pack, which is also designed to help you make more money. Each and every month, you'll get more bonus material and other information because you're a Flipping Team Member. Go to FlippingGenius.com and click on the Flipping Team Member button to learn more. Now, Rachel, another term that I've heard you and Sarah talk about is the sales funnel, which I believe is sort of steering our potential customer on the path to become a customer without overselling. Now, do you set up a systematic flow of communication so that we don't oversell when we're sending out emails and messages and such? Okay, so that's that's a great question. And in my mind, I would divide it into two categories. I want to talk in two categories. The first category would be people who are very new to you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come back to them. They're new. They're new on your radar. Mm-hmm. And then the second category are your existing customers, because mm-hmm. we do want to still keep talking to them as well, because mm-hmm. because of all the things that we've just talked about. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that Randy referenced one of our our mutual friends, Sarah Mae Dickinson. She's a fantastic sales coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I've learned a lot of sales mentality from her and from Randy. And so some of this that I'm going to share it does correspond with the stuff that Sarah teaches as well. Mm-hmm. And of course I'm coming at it from the written word standpoint, mm-hmm. but copywriting is a form of sales. It, it just is. So let's go back to the people who are brand new on your radar. Somehow mm-hmm. they've either landed on your website and you've been notified about that. Maybe they've messaged you um, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Maybe they've even reached out by email. Maybe they stopped by in person. Cause I'm like you, I, I still love and COVID's taught us to really still love in-person opportunities. <laughs> yeah. Somehow they have landed on your radar and they're new to you. Mm-hmm. I would recommend some type of system to, to continue talking to them, keeping the conversation going. That's something that Sarah made. Sarah May Dickinson talks a lot about is how mm-hmm. do you keep that conversation going? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so whether your system can be super fancy, you could be using a CRM, a, a customer relationship management tool, mm-hmm. or it could be a Excel sheet or, or I'm sorry, uh, Excel or Google sheets where you're literally just putting their name. And then mm-hmm. from there, I would suggest that you come up with anywhere from three to five pieces of communication. Mm-hmm. And what it would be is now they may have reached out. Let's just give this example. Let's say they reached out to you on Facebook. They direct messaged you and said, Hey, do you have a Nissan that's under I don't know, a hundred thousand miles in that situation. Of course, you're going to write back a yes or no to them. Mm -hmm. Now you would hope that they would immediately jump into being very close, being a warm audience to you and that you're going to sell to them very quickly, but let's pretend that they don't then write back to you. Mm -hmm. That's when you're going to want to start that nurture sequence. Mm -hmm. And that's where you're going to want to start those three to five messages to them. Now, because they wrote to me in Facebook, I would stick to Facebook right now. Do you Mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? Because they've already raised their hand and said, hey, Facebook's easy for me. So for you, you're going to stick to Facebook. Mm -hmm. But I would keep my messages. These messages would be the same, whether it's in email or whether it's in Facebook. Mm -hmm. And I would then reach back out to this person with a question, a, a quick greeting, like, hello. And then go into straight, hey, are you, what is more important to you? Low mileage or no wrecks? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when you do something like that, when you're messaging, they're, they're cold. 
We're going to pretend like they never wrote back after you responded to them. So they're cold. Mm -hmm. What, what a lot of us do wrong is we write back with a question like this. Hey, are you looking for something? Well, number one, they probably already told us they're looking for something because they did land on our website or they, mm -hmm. they private message us. So that question is too open ended mm -hmm. because when people are in the bank line, when they're checking, when they're checking out at Walmart, and they open their their messages on Facebook and they see this really big, broad question. Hey, are you looking for something? Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? What are you talking about? That is such a wide option mm -hmm. that they're just probably going to close that message and move on. Mm -hmm. But if your message gives them some meat to sink their teeth into, mm -hmm. if you give them options, what's more mm -hmm. important to you? Low mileage or no wrecks? Well, mm -hmm. now, no matter where they're checking that message, they are now thinking about cars because your your message hinted to that, hinted mm -hmm. that you're talking about cars. It quickly reminded them, oh, yeah, this is the this is a used car guy. Got it. Mm -hmm. Remembered. And then you've given them a quick a quick way to answer you. Mm -hmm. Oh, low mileage is more important to me. Or maybe sometimes what happened is they're like, oh, yeah, neither one of these matter. I, oh, yeah, I wrote to him about the Nissan. And they actually may then write back to you about the Nissan. Mm -hmm. Now, I make that point to say, we also know that some people aren't going to write back to you after that first message. That's fine. Mm -hmm. This is where your system comes in. This is where you're going to have a series of three to five messages very similar to that one. Mm -hmm. um, are you looking for a car that's been in the last five years? Mm -hmm. That's a simple yes or no. And then that could be message number two, maybe. Mm -hmm. Let's say that you... Let's say that they never wrote back to you after you said, yeah, I've got a Nissan on my lot. Let's pretend that they never did. Mm -hmm. After about day two or three, that's when I would start my nurture sequence on them. Mm -hmm. I would then send that very first message that says, what's more important to you, low mileage or no wrecks? Mm -hmm. That's day one. If they still don't write back, I'd come back with message number two, maybe on, maybe on day two of the nurture sequence mm -hmm. and come back with that question, the next question. Mm -hmm. And I would create with those three to five messages, I, I would do that within the next week mm -hmm. because they, they were hot. They were looking for something at the time. Right. That's why they landed there. Right. So I would hit them up pretty hard between with three to five messages. Once again, don't make it super huge and open, open-ended. Hey, write me if you've got a question. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Okay. I've got 400 questions or I literally have none. Mm -hmm. Give them, give them something to answer you back with. That's great. The, ne the next thing I would say is as soon as they answer you, be sure that you take them out of that system. Mm -hmm. So whether you're using truly like a drip campaign, something that's very fancy, like the CRM, be mm -hmm. sure that you remove them from that system because you don't want them to then realize, oh my gosh, he just, he just <laughs> had me, he just had me in a system, <laughs> remove them uh -huh. and then start talking to them as a warm audience. Mm -hmm. But those type of questions do several things for you as a business owner. It let it starts letting you know right away if they do if if they answer you, mm -hmm. you do know that they felt very led to answer that question, mm -hmm. and you now know something too that when you start talking to them to sell them a specific product, you know exactly what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. You know that low mileage matters to them more. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would do as far as someone that's brand new, mm -hmm. new on your radar. I do think you have to nurture them. Mm -hmm. That you do need to be talking to them definitely with, you know, three to five times within that first week. Mm -hmm. And then, and I'll let you speak to this here in a second. I would probably drop them off of my radar mm -hmm. for, for a couple of weeks for, you know, for two to three weeks. And then 
maybe one more message back to them mm-hmm. that says, are you still looking for that Nissan or are you still shopping for a used car? Mm-hmm. Just as, as a final, as another check-in. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about the people who've already bought from you. Let me, let me Ask, jump in. Let me jump yeah, in. go ahead. Okay. I, this, cause I, I, this is great stuff. I want to translate a little bit uh, okay. because, because like Rachel said, she's not a car flipper. Um, she's, she's a human. (laughs) And, uh, I mean, this is brilliant stuff, but sometimes you you need to be able to absorb it and wrap it up up in our direction. So car flippers, you guys know, you do have some people that are looking for cars and you're doing that side of it too. You're, you're, you're marketing just, just like Rachel said, you're, that stuff applies, but I want you to flip the other side because we're looking to buy vehicles. We want to buy vehicles. We've got to find those people that are selling them. We do exactly the same type of stuff, but just use your brain. We've all got one. Wrap around what Rachel just said and and retarget that that uh, audience over there. It could be the uh, title pawn places that I've been telling you to go see. Mm. It could be the the used car dealer that you're trying to buy off his back lot. It it could be the individual that responded to your 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 uh, uh, posted note that you put on their mailbox or, or the bandit sign that says I buy cars and they've contacted you. You you entered them into the same system, and you you use I love these these terms. Use that nurture sequence to nurture that possible lead along, because we all know that that just as important as that repeat buying customer is, that mm-hmm. repeat selling customer to us is just as important because we make our money when we spend it, right, brothers? So that <laughs> that is what we're all trying to do. And sisters, we got about eight percent of our listeners. Our, our beautiful women from all around the, the world. Um, we know that they're beautiful. Uh, so, <laughs> yes, they are. So let me, let, I just wanted to tag that in. So let me let you go back to that, that next step. Well, first of all, Randy, I'm so glad that you, that you did that because you definitely understand your audience more than I do. And so I would, just like Randy said, quit you know who you were trying to sell to and get their attention to. Mm-hmm. So definitely think about messages that are going to make it easy for them to respond back to you. Nothing too super wide open because mm-hmm. you're not going to get a response back. Mm-hmm. Something that gives them quick yes and no's or yes, I'm willing to sell or no, you're, you're not asking, you know, I'm not selling it for that low, whatever. Get those responses back. So to the second, to the second side, of course, I would encourage you to continue emailing people who have bought from you in the past or have sold like the point that you're making that flippers are looking to also sell. I mean, I'm sorry, buy from, buy from people. So Mm -hmm. I would still be contacting those people. And the copywriter and the copywriter in me says that it does need to be on consistent basis. Mm -hmm. And that when you write to them, this is going to be another buzz phrase that everybody hears, but you do need to offer value. Mm-hmm. So what that means, once again, you have to take off your business hat for a second and think about what value in my, in my emails can I offer them. So if you are sending to the list that has purchased from you personally before, mm-hmm. then you, you are really going to be sharing pictures of cars that you've got for sale, or you're giving them a reminder of, of what they should be doing um, to their cars now that it's about to be spring. You know, how do you keep that car running well in the spring or when it comes winter? Hmm. Uh, like you said, that recall, if you know certain recalls are out, you mm-hmm. list that in your in your newsletter. And then on the on the other side, if you if people have allowed you to purchase their vehicles, same thing, that may be a different list, but you are still corresponding with them on a consistent basis, mm-hmm. even if it's even if it's just once a month, because 
that is keeping you top of top of mind and you're and you're getting to be a part of their life they may choose not to open it and that's okay people get so worked up over the fact that people haven't opened their emails or people get so upset because someone unsubscribes and i'm just here to tell you if someone unsubscribes from your list this sounds mean but good riddance <laughs> they probably weren't going to buy from you again or or allow you to purchase from them again they just probably weren't mm -hmm. if an email once a month makes them that angry yeah. oh well holla you know bye and <laughs> I, I um, go visit them at their house <laughs> <laughs> You just know, go knock on their door and say, hey, why don't you unsubscribe from my list? Yeah, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then people get really upset about the unopened. But the thing is, is you and I know that I still subscribe to emails that I don't open every single time. But when I need something, what mm -hmm. do I go and do? I scroll back and I find that email and I open it again and I reread it. Exactly. And so I would tell people that is so much better than the alternative of not mm -hmm. being in that person's life, period. Mm -hmm. So I, so that that is my advice to talking to the people who have purchased from you in the past mm -hmm. or you have purchased from them in the past and you want to keep those lines of communication open. Right. Mm -hmm. But just make sure, this is my warning, mm -hmm. that you don't go into it with this mindset, Randy. And, this, and I was so guilty of this for a long time. Ugh, it's the end of the month. I guess I got to write them. Because when you when you sit down to write with that mindset, then mm -hmm. you're you're no longer serving them and recognizing the amount of money that's on the table in mm -hmm. that list. Mm -hmm. You are looking at like that, looking at it as drudgery, mm -hmm. something that you're that you're not looking forward to. And we've all opened those emails mm -hmm. or I'll say we've opened them once and we don't open them again. Mm -hmm. The emails that you can tell someone just slop some words on there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and moved on. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is everybody, I, I don't want to sound mean right here. I want to say everybody can write for their business. You just have to write at it with, you have to come at it with a servant's heart. People get so wrapped up and so worried about, but you don't understand, Rachel, I'm horrible at English or my grammar is so bad. I, for the most part, I've, I've never unsubscribed from an email because someone didn't put periods where periods should go, or they misspelled a word here and there. I've never unsubscribed from that. Mm -hmm. So the point is, is how you write to your audience and that you write to it in what they care about mm -hmm. as far as the cars. Mm -hmm. If you write to it about what they care about, believe me, you'll be fine. You'll mm -hmm. be fine. Mm -hmm. Don't let, don't let your grades from English in ninth grade tell you that you can't be a copywriter for your business. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Bam. It sounds like Rachel heard about my ninth grade study habits, right? Hey, isn't she terrific? She is great. I, I had a lot of fun talking with Rachel. However, I've got to respect your time. So I'm I'm going to save the second part of our conversation for episode 63. And even though Rachel gave us some tremendous ideas on how words can help all of us, this time, I guarantee you, I guarantee you I'm saving the best words for episode 63, truth. And I promise, too, that in addition to the second half of this interview, I'm going to share the outcome of this three-hour flip uh, for this Nissan Maxima that I told you about today. And it's not a ton of money, but but I feel like it'll encourage some of you are who, who are new to the business 
Um, hey, and speaking about money, I saved about $1,400 this week on three things. Yes, yeah, saved. I saved $1,400. And uh, I'll, I'm going to tell you about that when this is through, though. I, I made a promise earlier, and here it is. If you are already a Flipping Team member, or if you become one before the end of April 2021, I'm going to send you a link to a private video of Rachel Eubanks and my conversation in its entirety. Not not only will you not have to wait until next week to hear the second half of our discussion, you'll also get 15 or 20 minutes of bonus material that are on that video. Now, this video is only available to Flipping Team members. It's a private link. So if you haven't already, go to FlippingGenius.com. That's F-L-I-P-P-I-N-G-E-N-I-U-S.com and click on the link to become a team member now. (laughs) Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. And if you haven't already, please subscribe and save us as a favorite wherever you're listening. And if you can leave us a five-star review, please do. It helps drive our rankings and attract more listeners and and now viewers too. Be sure to subscribe to the that Flipping Genius YouTube channel and check out our videos there. I think we got around 40 of them now. There are there'll be more videos coming out frequently, more frequently, and subscribers help drive those numbers and those numbers help us negotiate better deals for all of us on the resources page. Seriously, the podcast is growing in popularity, and now we're trying to bump it up even more with video. And here <laughs> is where I, I tell you about that that $1,400 that I saved this week. I'm serious. I did it right on our resources page. First, on tires. I needed a set of tires for my wife's SUV, and I called Gary at Dennis Johnson that you've heard me talk about a zillion times. And he tried to hook me up at at their cost on some good tires they sell. Really, cost. No, nope, they weren't going to make a penny because that's how they treat me. But but first, I, I shopped it through the four suppliers, through four or five suppliers that we have on the Flipping Genius resources page. And I I wound up getting tires, good quality tires, fifty thousand mile warranty, uh, and free delivery. For almost $250 less than what my local guy's cost was. And I still pay them to install them, of course. But So that's $250 bucks right there. Then I needed an alternator for a Ford truck. I may have told you about that one already. But but I, I, I uh, shopped it on a resources page and found it for $100 less than my guys could come up with. So that's about $350 total now. And then today... True, true stuff. Today, I use their insurance resources on, on that page to shop my auto and homeowners, my personal auto and homeowners on my house. And they save me about, I, I can hardly believe it, $1,250 per year just on the insurance. So that's $350 plus. That's what, about $1,600 I saved. I thought it was $1,400. It was closer to $1,600 that I saved. Hey, <laughs> you make your money when you spend it, right, brothers? So check check it out. Go to FlippinGenius.com before you buy. Hey, oh, and if you guys can't wait to hear more from Rachel Eubanks, check out her podcast, Inspire to Engage. Wherever you listen to podcasts, just search it, Inspire to Engage. And, and you can learn even more about what Rachel does 
by visiting our website, inspiretoengage.com, or hell, we'll make it easy for you. You'll find her on our resources page, too. There you go. Uh, hey, let's work together. Let's make some money. Let's all become flipping geniuses. <laughs>